This is JFM Podcast. of Mr. President, President Muhammad Buhari, and he's also asked me to express once again his very sincere and deep condolences on the catastrophic events of the last few weeks. To that, again, I add my own sincere commiserations to the government and people of Lagos State, this place of my birth, for the loss of lives of citizens, the injured, and the colossal destruction of public and private properties, social amenities and infrastructure, as we've heard and seen. Never in the history of our nation has this former capital city and our nation's commercial nerve center experienced such mindless acts of violence and the enormity of destruction that occurred. Perhaps it may be worth noting that the destruction and disruption of life and work in Lagos is a national tragedy and a major economic setback for the nation, even as we face the most difficult challenges, perhaps in a generation, caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. This is a state that leads by far in the collection of non-oil revenues. The bulk of VAT is generated here, of the 114-odd persons who pay self-assessed taxes of over 10 million naira, 112 of them live here and work here in Lagos. The Lagos port, which, uh, whose offices at the marina was attacked, is clearly the port that generates the most revenue and is the busiest. The Lagos airport is the busiest in Nigeria. In so many ways, our fortunes as a nation are closely tied to the fortunes of this great state. But even in the darkest clouds, there, is, there will be silver linings. These trying times offer an invaluable learning opportunity, a teachable moment. And it's the lessons that we draw from this period that will shape our path going forward. We have seen how the most noble causes, such as the NSAS protests, designed to call attention to a serious problem of brutality and extrajudicial killings by law enforcement agents, can be subverted and lead to the exact opposite of its objectives, chaos, murder, looting, and arson. So we saw what can happen when the restraints of law and order are loosed and anarchy is given a free reign. In those difficult days when chaos swept from street to street, consuming lives and livelihoods, we learned that society is built on the balance between freedom and order. But we've also realized that order itself is a social construct sustained by the consent of the governed. 
which is why it's important as the chairman of the rebuilding of A good morning to you and welcome to the program Let's Talk, your favorite morning radio current affairs program. And today is Tuesday, the 17th day of the month of November 2020. You just heard the voice of the Vice President Yemiusi Bajo yesterday, uh, where he emphasized the need to thoroughly investigate the deep causes of the chaos that led to the destruction of life and property in Lagos State amid the NSAS protests. And uh, this morning, to throw and shed more lights on this, we have Barrister Tom. Shishak, JJ Danjima in the studio with us this morning. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good to have you. So what do you make uh, of the speech of the Vice President, Yemi Osimbajo, uh, where he uh, emphasized on the need to thoroughly investigate the deep causes of the chaos and uh, to rebuild that uh, trust deficit, uh, the, the truth and justice bam as uh, that was supposed to be? Okay. Um, thank you very much, Presenter. Um, my humble opinion about the speech just rendered by um, the Vice President, Yemi Sibanjo, is that um, probably this was the speech we should have received at the onset of the NSAS protests and the events that followed the NSAS protests. Um, in fact, when you stopped the speech, I wanted to tell you, let it play on, let's hear it to the end, because um, it really appealed to me and it was the sort of speech that Nigerians and um, generally I even believe even the NSAS protesters would have um, appreciated at that moment. Um, a lot of things have happened following the NSAS process. There have been pros, there have been cons from the NSAS, um, the aftermath of the NSAS protest. But um, I get that feeling that lessons are still yet to be learned and um, if some steps are not taken, the country will pay the price once more in the nearest future. Mm. That's my humble opinion. Yes, indeed. And uh, well, uh, we have seen as uh, the victims of president of police brutality will get justice is also uh, another news with Osibajo right there in the middle of it as the work of the about 30 judicial panels of inquiry established nationwide to investigate cases of police brutality against citizens and provide compensation for victims where necessary continues the federal government has again assured that there would be comprehensive justice for all affected Nigerians and the Vice President Yomi Osibajo gave the assurance yesterday in Lagos State at the launch of the Rebuild Lagos Trust fund. And uh, it's um, in the wake of this also, we have seen the AGF Malami uh, had also said that there is no evidence to prosecute about 30 uh, airing SARS officers who were indicted by the presidential panel of inquiry on NSARS. Uh, and we've also seen uh, the UAE has convicted six Nigerians for wiring uh, $782,000 to Boko Haram. I mean, how do you react to all of this? Yet at the same time, we're saying that we will see justice. Because as it turns out with the NSAS and the panels of inquiry established, a lot of uh, people are saying that the government cannot judge itself. Uh, there are about two people uh, somewhere in Lagos who are also suing the Lagos state government and saying that the government cannot be a party uh, in a suit against itself. And, and for that reason already, since the governor, the AGF, and that's talking about Lagos state now, uh, that it would not come out um, unbiased. What is your take or your reaction to this? My take on this is this. Um, the setting up of the judicial panels of inquiry 
um, first and foremost, I believe in giving plaudits where they are deserved. And to my, in my humble opinion, the setting up of the judicial panels of inquiries and the governors that um, immediately swung into action um, did was a very, very um, fine step considering the situation that the country has had found itself. Um, I give kudos to all those governors who immediately swung into action. Even Wiki, who initially um, stood against the setting up of the judicial inquiry, panel of inquiry on the, on, the, um, on the grounds that basically the states that are going to have to bear the financial, the financial burden of setting up the panels, eventually set up his own panel of inquiry. These are proactive steps. You understand? And it is my humble view that notwithstanding the fact that it is the federal government that has actually um, kick-started this move, the people that constitute these panels in most instances are people of um, proven character. And um, you know there's something about Nigerians, I believe. Um, No matter how much you try to um, put them in a box... You always find that one person who is able to think outside the box and who is not necessarily gagged by the powers that be. And um, in most of the panels, that is what we have seen. I don't want to mention names. Um, we have examples of members that have been um, set up in, the, in this state, Plateau State, the members of the panel. I don't want to mention names, but there are some members of those panels that I have complete confidence in, even though... Um, a lot remains to, uh, I, I feel um, the panels set up would have been better off with some few members like um, pro, um, actual youths and members of the Nigerian Bar Association because I observed and sadly so that we do not have any representation as such on that and basically when we talk of such groups. We are talking of independent people, people that are independent-minded, you know. It doesn't need to be the member of the Nigerian Bar Association. Even. Mm. It could be a member of the Nigerian Medical Association. Professional groups, people that have something at stake, that if tomorrow they do rubbish, they are worried about their names because um, government comes and goes. But your name, once it's tarnished, you can't do anything about it. So um, I believe some of these judicial panels of inquiry can actually do the job. It's um, quite unfortunate the prevaricating um, information that is coming from, um, with all due respect, the Attorney General of the Federation because um, I have followed the issue of the NSAS protests, issues that have led to this NSAS protest. The actual issues and the actual circumstances surrounding the, the momentum gathered by the NSAS protests was um, supported by video evidence. It was there for all to see. What we are even saying is that in um, the, the events that have led to these NSAS protests are greater than what we even know. The only reason the protest started with the, the, the vivo that it, it gathered in this month month of October, rather, the mm. past month, was because there was video evidence and people could really point out and see that people were abused. But we know for a fact that some people have been abused in the dark and we don't have anything to hold these particular officers onto, you know. So when a government official comes out to tell us that they don't have sufficient evidence to prosecute some of these NSAS officials, it leaves a lot to be desired. 
Mm. Now, uh, this takes us to cases now of electric or video evidence springing up. What is its place statutorily? Well, um, right now, our evidence law recognizes electronic evidence. Wow. Yes. And has it vi- always been like this? It has not always been like this, actually. Um, our laws, sorry to say, also have that challenge of catching up with the times. Um, law generally is a dynamic subject. It changes as time progresses. And um, we, we are also very careful not to rush into making laws that will suddenly be obsolete or will... will um, foister some untold hardship on persons. Now, I can give you a quick instance. Sorry, I digress a bit. Mm. The rise of cryptocurrency. You can see that up to now, the Nigerian laws are still trying to catch up and understand what the, that is yes, about. putting some basic checks and balances around that. So, you know, our laws actually take some time to get used to the new innovations. But mm. there is a place for video evidence. And anybody that says otherwise... Is probably not really uh, in tune with what is going on presently. All right, now um, with the uh, with the teaming clampdown on key campaigners, there has been a push uh, by monarchs in some parts of the country for the federal government to regulate social media, coming on the heels of the NSAS protest. Uh, there's been a resurgence of uh, the social media regulation, rights to freedom of expression, and uh, the regulating the social media has come under scrutiny over and over again. Uh, following the youths calling for the uh, end and scrapping off of the SARS, uh, we saw teaming youths participate through the digital tools on their smartphones, especially social media platforms, to drive, to organize, to sustain the protest. And uh, for, for some, the best form of, of expression, they would say, yeah, is the social media uh, freedom uh, is guaranteed uh, and still the rights of the constitution is uh, covers all of that now others on the other hand argue that uh, it's cost harm it breeds more fake news and should be regulated but still many things have uh, been revolutionized by social media from education to entertainment uh, to information and one thing is for sure um, it's still many are saying that unlike the traditional media channel of TV, of newspaper and radio the social media requires only a smartphone data to function from anywhere in the world is fast, is handy and somewhat available and can get to millions and the impact is tremendous. So while we are seeing the rise in fake news now, uh, what can we talk about fake news and about social media regulation now? When we talk about fake news now, uh, how has it shaped or influenced the protest? Okay, um, full disclosure, from the get-go I am against any social media bill that gags the rights of citizens to freedom of expression, you know. And um, I'm saying this because I'm also going to try to be as objective as possible. Mm. And I'm going to point out the fact that, yes, I've observed that um, social media, the social media tool, we all accept that social media is a very, very powerful tool. It has put in an American president for four years for four years, we have had a president of the United States of America uh, oversee the affairs of the, strong, the biggest and, well, I'll just say the strongest nation in the world. And 
people biggest are, democracy. Yeah, the biggest democracy, you know. And we have had issues about okay, the usage of social media, the there were so many issues, Russian collusion, mm. the use of Facebook. Trump uh, always tweeting. You understand by the minute, by the hour. You understand that's that's the strength of social media. There is no president now who is in touch with his people that cannot say, okay, he doesn't have a Twitter handle. Even our, uh, our president here in Nigeria has a Twitter handle, even though some might argue some, some, about Someone who, may be handling exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but um, the gist is he has a, a handle, Twitter handle. A Twitter handle. Mm. You understand? So social media is a very, very powerful tool. And you sometimes, for some of us that always check our handles and our social me- media pages, um, we 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 see a lot of undesirous posts, you know. There's issues with social media bullying. Um, mm. the, um, recently, we saw what happened with Rama Sadao, Rahama Sadao, the Kani the Kani Kani actress. actress. Yes, and um, how people frustrated her. You know, people you could be in your room and just feel terrible mm. due to the posts of people. You know, they hate speech. There's a lot of vile comments that are coming in from people. Mm. And I, I, I put my hands up there when people say, okay, those are the issues that should be tackled by the social media bills. But the way we are approaching the social media bill regulation in this country is akin to um, trying to turn our democracy into a dictatorship. As it is right now, it is a known fact. We already have some laws that uh, regulate the social media space, Cyber Crimes Act and all whatnot, you know. But the two media bills that came up recently and the issues that were tackled by these social media bills leave a lot to be desired. Not to mention the second the bill that came later in time that was uh, even suggesting the death penalty, you know. The problems with these social media bills, is, as some of us have studied the same, is that it leaves a lot to the interpretation of the prosecutor. We don't want a bill that will be in place for persecution, but for prosecution. And when you're, prosecution, you're, you're, when you're prosecuting a person, you're prosecuting a person for the general good of the society. You don't turn that social media bill into a sword that you use against your own people. As it is right now, we already have several instances. Um, some gentlemen were locked up even before the show matters. We had me- members of the press, you know better, members of the press who just made some comments and they were thrown up, thrown in, um, thrown, they were detained for, you know, inordinate periods. Even though the laws are there and clear about how detention um, proceedings should be um, conducted for citizens of the country. Mm. All right, let's take a look at what's been going on around the continent now. Uh, That's becoming more and more common in some African countries where governments have periodically shut down the internet or blocked social media platforms. Uh, Digital right activists say it's censorship, but governments argue that it helps maintain security. And uh, let's take a look at this. uh, Which African countries are blocking access? Uh, We have seen uh, across the continent, uh, October of 2020, Lesotho 
issued regulations on how ordinary citizens use social media, seeking to force local social media users with more than 100 followers to register with the Lesotho uh, Communications Authority as internet broadband casters. Then we also saw in Tanzania, Tanzania also restricted access to the internet and social media application during the recent elections. In June this year also, we saw Ethiopia impose a shutdown uh, which lasted for close to a month following unrest which uh, followed the killing of a prominent Oromo singer and activist. Now in 2019, uh, there were 25 documented instances of partial or total internet shutdowns compared with 20 in 2018 and 12 in 2017 according to an independent monitoring group called Hexas Now. Now, is legislation the solution? Well, to an extent, legislation can um, help in curbing some of these issues, but it can only go so far. But do we, do we not have legislation already on ground that can, that can address all these issues that are coming? Yes, that's why I mentioned issues, um, the, the legislations like the Cyber Crimes Act, you know, and some other legislations which I don't have handy right now. Mm -hmm. But the gist of the matter is this. Those countries you've mentioned will not necessarily fit into the, the Nigeria mode because of the population. Somebody can control okay, this is the number of people. The, the, the country of Lesotho I can compare to a state in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to control this number of people. But when you're talking about a country as heterogeneous as Nigeria, you cannot bring in those kind of legislations and expect them to hold sway. If let me give you a quick example. Social media. Right now, there's Ariwa Twitter. Hmm. And then there's the rest of us. <laughs> yes. Ariwa exactly. And what you hear them discussing on this aspect of Iowa Twitter is different from what you hear the rest of the country talking about. So when they say it's a security threat in some way, should we look at that as well? Well, definitely. National security is very important. But as I have always held... But is social media the cause of insecurity in Nigeria? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But it could play a role. Mm. It could play a role. Let me give you um, quick instances. At a point in time... Boko Haram had found their way about disseminating their videos of um, their, their assassinations and all whatnot, and their attacks, their ambushes on the Nigerian army and several Is it the things. failure of, the, of our security agencies to use intelligence properly to track them uh, instead of blaming it on the rest of the how many or the millions of people who haven't done anything? Well, um, you know, what, like you've rightly said, it's intelligence. None of us here can necessarily say, okay, we know what they are up to. And if they tell us, it will no longer be intelligent. Indeed. Yeah. Now, what have so. other advanced democracies done to check fake news? Like yes. we have seen in the U.S. where if Trump um, posts something or if he tweets, they could flag it off. Twitter flags it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So why can't we do the same here? Why must we go all the way to legislating, Fine. regulating and stifling? Yeah, you've basically, you've basically jumped to the, the answer I was going to give. You know, we could partner with these organizations. Whether we like it or not, Twitter is a stakeholder in Nigeria. Hmm. Facebook is a stakeholder in Nigeria, you know. But we don't see that effort by the Nigerian government or the, 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 the Ministry of Communications or whatever is, or whoever is in charge of regulating all these issues, hmm. making 
um, concerted efforts to talk with these people. The other time uh, when Zuckerberg came to Nigeria, he came independently. He came upon the invitation of and some other And you would think that they would have used these opportunities to have these discussions exactly. with him instead. Well, exactly. who knows? Well. <laughs> okay, well, some say also that um, it's not fake news that's the problem, but the government also failing to provide its citizens with real-time information which removes the avenue for fake news. I mean, we saw what happened uh, with the NSARS. We yeah. saw when the governor came out to say, oh, there were no shootings, no life was lost. The army, everybody said, no, no, this not happened. And then at the same time, retracted and went back to say, no, this, I mean, so what is that? What do you call that? What I call that is a failure of leadership. Although I say that with a pinch of salt because I'm going to qualify that now. When I say failure of leadership, these leaders, our leaders need to understand that already the people have lost that trust that they have reposed in them. It's a social contract that we have. They are there in the office, and we have given them, we have, we, have, we have reduced some of our liberties to them so that they can ensure our general well-being. And when they come and tell us all these stories without checking themselves first, they usually tend to make us lose further faith in them. But like I said, I'm saying this with a bit of a qualification. All respect to Shawolu. When they, some of our leaders were um, putting their heads in the ground, hiding from challenging the issues head first, Shawolu was out there. Shang, you need to go to his Twitter handle. People were insulting him. Mm. He was responding to them in in real time. Mm. People insulted him. He responded to them. I am a witness. I, I witnessed it, and I didn't even want to make any comment, but I I was touched by that. Meanwhile, someone somewhere did not respond to us until maybe how many days later? Mm. Well, you know best. We do know, indeed. Yeah. All right, now um, let's still look at the issue. When we say social media regulation, does it mean we're regulating the end users or the providers? Well, that is it. We, we, we need to, we, it, we, it needs to be balanced. Mm, it, it's no, it needs to be clear. Yes. Exactly. Because but when you, from the body language, it seems it's, it's the users that I'm, I'm seeing this, you know, channeled Any, towards. Anybody. Because when the, there was this APC guy that came out to say that he was going to sue Twitter, but of course that went nowhere. So yeah. I believe that would be a, a, a much well, Has it really gone nowhere? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I've not been following the matter. Because <laughs> no, that died as I know he filed the suit. I saw some interesting personalities as parties. Mm. Some non-juristic persons were there too. He put NSAS protesters. I don't know how he intends to define that. Well, but how lawful is this move? And is yeah. it a step in the right direction? Uh, because um, we, I mean, we have various uh, ratified conventions that we belong to, the African true. Charter, the Article Line, and all of those things. So That's is true. this the step in the right direction, being that uh, we're the biggest black nation? Yeah. And uh, what would this mean? How would we be seen? How would we be, how would we be perceived in Africa and then globally were we to regulate our social media at this time? And being that with the teeming number of youths that we have. Regulation is a necessity in any organization that wants to really achieve its goals. Nigeria is no different from a country that needs to be regulated to a certain extent. But like I said, you do not bring a bill that instead of acting as a shield, becomes a sword against its own citizens. You cannot consume your own. And that is why we were, some of us were in two, caught in two minds about the police brutality issue. Yes, um, recently during the opening 
um, in the inaugural sitting of the judicial panel of inquiry, which I was privileged to be to attend uh, to, um, the Azinyako Youth Center, the Attorney General came out and said it clearly. He's the Attorney General of the state, that is. He said that the Nigeria, we should not get it twisted. The Nigerian police is a necessity. If not, if we do not deal with the Nigerian police, instead of rule of law, we'll be dealing with rule of strength. Strong men will take over. However, our rights are sacrosanct. And in doing their job, they need to balance these issues. And, you know, the only people that, the only way we can do this is to regulate persons. Um, it's like, I belong to the, the Nigerian Bar Association, and we have always said two things. We have our primary, our motto is rule of law, and our primary goals are by focal. Number one, we regulate ourselves, and then number two, we also um, we also observe and monitor the rule of law. Mm. It's the same thing everywhere. You always find out that the bodies, the, the bodies that set out to regulate persons, need to have um, have a dual vision. They cannot just be single-minded, mm. you know. So when well, you try the to... best form of teaching is to lead by example. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All so. right. So let's open the phone lines now. Let's get to test the polls of the people. Let's get uh, to hear from our listener. So, uh, like I asked, I so said, what image would this give the biggest black nation globally, and why do we keep seeing uh, a resurgence or recurrence of uh, this social media regulation? Uh, why do we? Why does government have a ministry of information yet afraid to hear from the people? I mean. Is feedback not important now fake news many say uh, is, is a threat to democracy uh, but is it a threat to democracy more than transparency and accountability and how has the response been to fake news and social media regulation is government playing its part what breeds fake news now do you think also that the government is struggling with making information readily available and this is perhaps uh, what we inherited some say from the military regime one of the vestiges of the military role let's talk this morning Hello and good morning. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, good morning. It's very much. It's Emeka. I'm calling from Terminus. Thank you, Emeka. Well, uh, it's unfortunate we are talking about regulating media and those who are championing these things have not really championed the main problem in this country. The bad mm -hmm. in this country does not discuss about it. The insecurity in this country does not discuss about it. When we they also sponsor a bill to monitor what how corruption moves in this country in what way the political office that before coming to office let us have a bill that we tell the world what that person is uh, what to have people go and supervise and take if those things are really there so if that is living then we can now compare what the person had and when he was there so we need such a bills like uh, the one that will make our government officials and their children that also will not because when they actually are school here, this issue of will be put down. It's, not, it's really sad. Countries that we copy these things from, go and check these countries, those foreign countries, foreign countries, those Asian countries, they find out for you, for a good example, you still in China, in China, there is a pop that will try you and what they do to give you. But we don't want to follow, we don't want, the, the, the National Assembly will not move to that because they know it's, it's, not, uh, it's not something they, they intend to have. 
that is just it. Social, we need the social distance to stand, whether they like it or not. Uh, the issue of Gandola, we all saw it on the world. What gave us the platform to see it? It was on Twitter and other social media. Would you have known that the governor was touching money into his Babaniga? And what happened? So that is just it. So we just hope and pray. The other laws are there. You saw in one of the, I was listening to a sister radio station where the commissioner of uh, information here on the plateau said somebody indicted him that he, he is hiding palliative in his house. So if, if they can go ahead to address that issue by using the security agency to trace the person who have made that post, I don't even see why we need laws. We can also address this issue. There are laws on ground to address this issue. I cannot insult you, Zoe Machunga, for instance, and say Zoe Machunga stole some amount of money. You do the needful by inviting the police to deal with me. So we already have laws in ground. We have pressing issues in this country. So that is just my take. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Emeka Ima. Hello and good morning. Morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiqo. I'm calling from Titi and Titi and Trump. All right, Sadiq, go ahead. Yeah, actually, uh, I want to comment to address your injustice in this issue of this social media regulation. You see, this issue of social media regulation is not defined by the federal government. We don't know when or how is it going to be regulated. Uh, in the process of law by the assembly, they are locking the uh, uh, network down to say that they are frustrating the masses. Well, if there is some form of regulation, whereby they will sit down with all these people that have this uh, platform and tell them, you know, if you are present or something that will cause a problem, there's a way that you will be arrested. Then that one is, is a good one. But to say that we are not going to force this thing for uh, that thing, all the uh, politicians are benefit of this social media. And with this social media, that meant a massive mind. And at last, you see, if your person is telling you disclose his issue, that means that issue is very, very bad. If people are, even if they like to you, if people have no issue, people in the social media will defend you. That's the social media the only uh, freedom that uh, these people have in this period. So we are calling on the federal government to know, you know that we are not getting, but to check to give us a clear definition of how we should regulate the social media, not to uh, frustrate the citizen. That was the answer. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sadiq. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, darling. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Sputnik. Go ahead. Yeah. All those who are talking about social media and regulation, they should first of all talk about price regulation first. Because everybody knows that December month, price of things go up naturally. Then this period that Nigeria itself, they increase fuel. On that two months, fuel will be increased to three times. They should stand their energy towards what will better Nigeria before they talk about social media. Social media is not our problem. If we don't have anything hidden in my shop, I will not be afraid for somebody to be in Abuja to put me on social media, I'll be proud. Because somebody in Lagos in Abuja is watching me. But our politicians, they have hidden agendas. And I don't want people to be know what they are doing. Somebody in Kano putting money on Badiga. If it's not for social media, nobody will know. So they are trying to hide their image by uh, go against social media. They should go for private regulation. Let's have a fixed price in the market. First of all, by federal government, who they fuel. If they want to say the 10,000, they should put it at once. Not every day when wake up, they are 10 everything that Nigeria will be living well. Social media is not our issue. They should tackle this problem. We didn't go them about social media. They still can pay for social media that can campaign about price. The will be 15 years and now it's only 170. Dollar will be one so and now dollar is one and something. We appreciate your input. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. 
Thank you very much. Inshallah, from Jeff Adam. All right, go ahead. Address your concern. Yeah, you see, uh, the federal government, uh, they have to come out and define the difference between hate speech and news, bad things that is going on that people are complaining about. See, let me tell you, Zoe, eh? mm. see, light has been increased, fuel increased, food expensive. I don't bad news that is making the government cry like this. Why are they worried about the social media? Is worried about the welfare of this of, of the citizens of this country. You understand? Mm. See, if you do something that is bad and somebody is calling your attention to you, if that person is helping you, then they keep shouting social media. If, if not for social media, will we will anybody know that soldiers killed people in Nike? Will anybody know that one government is hiding money in Tanzania? Will anybody know that our government hide financing in in all this? See, let me tell you, our government, just as the last caller said, they should start looking for a way, you know, to be shining in their wickedness. And this very like it or not, so that media has come to stay. Thank you very much. Thank you indeed. Good to hear your views and opinions. All right, let me allow you to uh, comment or respond to the comments that were made by the callers. Yes. Um, basically, I appreciate the point of view which um, most of the callers were coming from, that we have much more pressing and urgent issues. But I belong to a school of thought that believes that um, we need to take things as they come. Now, the fact that um, social media is not necessarily the, the social media regulation is not necessarily the most pressing issue for the common man on the street mm. does not mean that it should not, the issue should not be looked um, into. This is the same manner of distraction that has taken place several times over in Nigeria. When people are supposed to be talking of an issue that we should finish there and then, Suddenly, another distraction comes up. Somebody has been kidnapped somewhere. We forget about the issue. The members in the house are, have already done the first reading, second reading. Next thing you know, social media bill becomes law. We fail to tackle it when we should have tackled it. Now, we have the opportunity of tackling the social media regulation bill issue right now, and I believe that we should look into it and we should put our ears on the ground. Nigerians can no longer go back to the dark days of not knowing what is going on and getting information only from NTA and all other government um, stations. We need to have that freedom. We need to have that access to information. Access to information is a fundamental human right. It might not be expressly stated in our constitution, but it is now globally recognized. The only issue I have about it is that we have to tackle the issue head on, headlong. We need to understand the, our, the, the red lines because um, no freedom is, um, is, 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 is unlimited. No freedom is unlimited. My right stops where it infringes upon your right. Hmm. Where you find people, okay, the, for instance, some of the, the examples of the hate speech that we find online. Once you hear that maybe they have caught one or two Igbo persons um, in some fraudulent deal somewhere, someone just says, ah, not them again. You understand? Mm. These things don't necessarily foster brotherhood. These things don't foster nationhood. Mm. These are the things that I believe should be regulated. 
there are well, darker if, if we go that line I mean six people were just caught in Dubai sponsoring Boko Haram nobody's talking about their exactly. nationality at now this you time we're just saying they're about. Nigerians yes indeed yes. I know so now Nigeria is projected to be home yes. to more than 100 million mobile internet users by 2025 just uh, some few years from now about three years from now more young people online so who teaches them responsibility in that space that is what I've been, I've been trying to hammer on. Even though the, the, the best form of teaching yeah. is by example. Exactly. And so the government, I believe, should take the lead in this. But the government, they, they, like I said, the Nigerian laws tend to be slow. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily as a result of the fault of our laws. But generally, as a people, we are a conservative people. Nigerians are a conservative people. We have held on to some of our colonial masters' um, um, uh, dictates for so long that some of us don't even know what our identity actually is this time around, you know? Mm. So, it is it is that same manner, that same characteristic that has now followed us into adjusting with the times. Things are happening, a lot of people are indulging in several terrible things on social media. Youths are getting into fraudulent businesses, people are indulging in pornographic scenes and all what not, you know? And our people are hiding their heads in the sand. They are pretending like these things are not going on, and they prefer, okay, my child is always going to church. He's always going to the mosque. Everything is all and well. Those that are outside are the ones that will be destroyed, and the one day, fire will now catch them one day, and they will be wiped off the, the face of the earth. No, that won't happen. These people will be around. They will continue um, indulging in unlawful activities, they will find smarter ways to indulge in these things and they will tarnish our image generally. And it will, if you think it's not getting to your home one day, it will get to your home soon enough. So, our, our, our leaders need to have a new orientation. We need to be proactive. We need to be dynamic. Mm. we're challenging some of these issues. I totally agree with dynamic, especially when it comes to new media. Yeah. We, would like to see, we would love to see uh, more of our politicians, you know, engage in a way that you can speak to this 100 million Nigerians who by 2025 True. will be internet users. We would like to see them also upgrade to that level where... They need to set up peer groups peer groups to, to the people that understand what their own peers are going through. They need to educate them. They need to give them the tools. All right, let's go them. over this issue real quick. Now, there has been a disquiet over delaying payment of retired judges' pensions. What is your reaction to this? My reaction to it is um, it's a sad, sad one for me being a member of the Nigerian Bar. And um, basically I mean, what, being... What do you look forward to in your future, you know, seeing news like this? You are a yeah, barrister yourself. It's, 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 it's saddening. It's unfortunate, you know. I hate to hear that um, judges are not paid their due. I mean, we're talking about corruption. We're talking about rooting out corruption. And then yeah. you leave them hungry. You leave them wanting. You leave them in poverty. And then that opens the way for just what we're trying to uproot to walk in. Of course. It's, it's, it's said that a corrupt judge is worse than 10 armed robbers on the street. Now, when you give them that opening, when you f subject them to those, um, th those conditions... Of course, a man with integrity will always fight to protect his name. Mm. But there's only so much one, one can, can do. do. He's a human being. 
All right. Well, there is an uneasy calm in the nation's judiciary over delaying the payment of pension of retired judges. A cross-section of the retired judges and lawyers yesterday decried the failure of state governments to pay as and when due the severance, gratuity, pensions, arrears, and other entitlements to retired judges. The lawyers who spoke in separate interviews unanimously called on the National Judicial Council, NJC, to seek for immediate review of the Federal Judicial Officers Administration of Pension Act 2007, the law which mandates the NJC to pay pensions of the Federal Judicial Officers only. They asked the NJC to take over pensions payments of pension and other entitlements of retired judges at the state level so as to ensure they are paid promptly like retired judges of the federal courts. While some retired judges who spoke uh, bemoaned the delay in payment of their pension for months and even years, uh, others lamented the non-review of their payment allowances in line with the operating pension laws in the country. I know they're not the only ones suffering this. Yes, yes. All right, let's move on now to... Nasarawa State. Uh, the Nasarawa State Governor Sule has approved the suspension of all the directors of personnel management, DPMs, directors of finance and supplies, DFS, and 13 local government areas in the state over the inflation of salary figures. The spokesman of the Ministry of Local Government and Chieftaincy Affairs, Adamushinga Farta, who made the announcement, said the directive came through the Local Government Service Commission. The suspension order, according to Shinga Farta, affects the DPMs, the DFS of the 18 development areas and will last for a period of three months. And uh, the local government uh, workers were audited over some abnormalities, uh, adding that the government decided to use an April 2012 payment voucher to get to the root of the fraud. Following the audit, it was discovered that the salaries skyrocketed from 1.1 billion paid in 2012 to 1.3 billion in 2020, despite the fact that there were no employment no promotions. So during the period of the audits, people died, some retired, while others left for greener pastures. So local government council salaries in 2012 were 1.1 billion, but now without employment and promotions from that period skyrocketed to 1.3 billion naira. Wow. Well, my default setting as somebody that's been doing this for a while is always to hear the other side. I'm not quick to jump into conclusions about these charges. It's easy to write these bold headlines. But it was audited. Well, we need to hear the other side. That's the bottom line. But if there is a chance that these allegations are true and genuine, I hope that it does not stop by all these um, bold headlines that we see in social media and then they'll suddenly Mm. vanish. We hope to see a scenario whereby justice is seen to be said and done. People will be prosecuted, results will um, will, will will, will be made public, and people will know that you don't get away by defrauding your own people. But like I said, when you've been in this job, like me, for a while, you start to learn to hear the other side first. All right. Uh, still, what, is, what could be the implication of a suspension like this? Well, there are two things involved. It is also another tactical That is over way. 60 senior local government officials yeah, suspended yeah. across 13 local government areas. Yes, it is, it is, that's why I said there are two things involved. It is possible that, yes, there are genuine claims and that was the proper step to be taken. It is also possible that this is a tactical knockout to all the opponents of the person in power. So, like I said, 
we have to hear both sides. All right. So, but uh, going along with uh, what is on ground now in the face uh, of the law based on the C-Section 7 of the Constitution and the schedule of the Constitution, uh, does the governor have the right to suspend these officials or did the government go to the National Assembly or the local government service commission? Does he have the right to do that? Now you see where I'm getting to. Where they are elected officials, of course, there is this procedure that is stipulated as to how they can be suspended and removed. But um, I think from what you've been saying, these are career civil servants. And um, basically, where they're, 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 I think there are various civil rules, civil service rules that apply to people in these cadres, you know. But I think the general position is where they have been suspended, they are given what we call fair hearing by a panel properly set up as stipulated in their civil service rules and then where they are found guilty they can their case may even be forwarded for mm. prosecution so there's due process all right. Um, now, if the local government area officials are found guilty, the 600 million naira will go back, hopefully, to the proper use that the federal government also is looking for over $700 million uh, to, from the World Bank to help states uh, governors. Now, what other ways can the states begin to look at to cut the cost of governance? Well, we have been over this over and over again. The and fleet allowances. Exactly. The, it's, the, you feel you feel like you're overflogging the issue. And no, you we feel, can't overflog it enough. Yeah. 2023 is around the corner. Let me make my point here. When I say it feels like we're overflogging the issue, um, before... 20, uh, well, be, be honest, before 2015, the 2015 election, those were the, the, those were the issues that were raised. There's unnecessary spending. Government is spending. People, are, people are, are wasting funds, you know? So when the new government comes in, there's going to be proper accountability. There's going to be proper... Um, you're, you're going to know you, um, what you have gotten from social so place, and it's going to be accounted for. TSA is, TSA is going to come in. You know, those were the the, the, the statements that were bandied around, and a lot of people rallied around to ensure that change will come. You see, now the issue is you meet the common man on the street, and the first thing he tells you is he has not seen the the the, the benefits of. The TSA and all whatnot, mm-hmm. but generally, I agree with the TSA because we have a lot of people that have sticky fingers in government offices. But the gist of the matter is this: we have now adopted all these things that you suggested that we should adopt TSA, all the, the other implementation proper implementation of uh, various programs and all whatnot. But now you're still saying you're going to go and borrow money from several places, make us debtors. I remember when we were struggling to, um, to, to, to clear our debts under Obasanjo, and we are approaching a period where we are going to have mm. to still answer to a lot of other independent countries, mm. China and Brazil. You know. All right, let's look at the pension law that gives benefits to former governors and their deputies. Now the Lagos state governor, Quara state governors are thinking of repealing that law. Is that a step in the right direction? And what impact could this have? I support that step completely, wholeheartedly. I do not see the reason why somebody should continue feeding fat. You already have, uh, you have people that have done honest jobs. Teachers, teachers that have taught for years. And at the end of the day, they retire. Doctors, Doctors you know. Lawyers. People that have done the, the job, you know, with labor, they, they, they see 
um, they, they see joy in labor. You know, I mean, look at the judges, retired judges Ex- who are complaining. That, that is that is that is the height of it. That's even the the, the the peak of the. Well, they have nowhere to go. They're not going to the Senate after being judges. Exactly, they are coming back. They are going to stay in. They are very very. Maybe they just had a nice house, country home they built. They are going to stay secluded for a while. Maybe they invite them once or twice. They come out, smile with people, go back to their their, their their hiding. Now, you are now telling me somebody has been a governor, a senator. A, what, what other role? He has served in maybe another parastatal, federal parastatal, and gotten to the height of his um, profession, his, his, his office. And he's receiving pension from these three offices. It's not fair. Hmm. It's not fair. Even though somebody will tell you, <laughs> like one of our, the members, uh, I'm not mentioning names though, he said the, 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 this, this, the, the salaries that accrue to them don't really do anything to the budget, to the national budget. And when you hear statements like that, it smacks of insensitivity mm. to the Nigerian plight. Mm. You know. All right, so. let's get to our feedback handle now. Principal Joseph Meluma is saying the best way government can avoid negative comments and hate speech on social media is by giving Nigerians good governance and justice. Let the issue of insecurity and ASU strike and all the critical issues be addressed instead of their energy on social media bill alone. Micah Iwa David is saying regularly the social media is not the situation to Nigeria's, the solution to Nigeria's problems. These politicians only want to deprive us from knowing what we need to know, but rather than gaining access to what they want us to know, this is not true democracy. Uh, Comrade Dadung Antibas is saying social media is not and never the problem of Nigeria today. The government should think well before accusing Nigerians. Timothy Pam is saying, I think. There are many valid issues that need urgent attention rather than social media regulation. The government should take responsibility for failing to protect lives and properties rather than diverting attention. Namani is saying the social media remains the only instrument that transmits the pulse of the people to their leaders. Therefore, the regulation of social media is a means to silence the ability of citizens to speak truth to power. The cost of governance is high, but it would be easy for a cow to pass through the eye of a needle than for a political class, especially in Nigeria, to reduce the cost of governance because corruption and fraud are the avenues for self-enrichment which is the major reason most individuals go into politics well that is your opinion i will leave it there let's get uh, your last um uh, op- your, your, your take on this now across the nation many people do not understand the reason behind the federal government's increase in high electricity food onions they say now uh, is, is a rich man's business to do or they're all wearing gas. Mm. so do you think perhaps the federal government should have taken all the measures in cushioning the effect or the impacts according to some this is crunch time yeah well i wouldn't claim to be an economist and um i, I wouldn't try to impose my opinion as to what I feel the government should have done to either cushion the economic hardship, because we cannot run away from that fact. There are economic challenges world over. COVID-19 has come with its challenges, whether real or imagined. We have had issues that have sprung up from the challenge of um, not having an active civil service, um, you know, during the COVID-19 lockdown period. We have had um, a lot of we have lost a lot of business during this period, you know, and a lot of people don't do those um, financial transactions that they used to do in the past, you know. And yes, it is definitely telling on the the, the society, and probably the government is doing the only thing it feels it can do. But 
The only um, feedback I'll give on this particular issue is that the government also has to consider the pulse of the people. Nigeria is like a pressure pot. Once um, some issues start boiling from another angle and you do not give them an avenue to ventilate their grievances, you're going to have an explosion on your hands. And it might not necessarily be um, a reaction to the increment in fuel price hike, but that would have been the genesis of the problem. Because Nigeria is bedeviled with so many issues to last us a lifetime. Somebody said if they are going to do a movie about Nigeria, we are not talking about season 30. We are talking of an unending movie, you know, because you have so much material to work on. Is it um, police brutality? Is it um, um, our heterogeneity? Is it about um, our love for, for weddings, our love for... Uh, culture, whatever. All right, thank you, know? you so much, so. Barista Tong Shishak JJ Danjima. It's been a pleasure having you, and it's wonderful that you shared your expertise with us this morning. We appreciate you. your time. Thank and this you. is what we have for you in the offing this Tuesday morning from an entire J101.9 FM crew. We say thank you for listening, and shortly now, news top of the hour reaches you, and after that, the midday show with Ogi Digbo. Just remember there is a pandemic. Keep safe. Your hand sanitizer, your face mask, and plan to physically distance. Good morning to you. Keep listening to J101.9 FM. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.